Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. As we continue our series of podcasts called Sermon Extras, we want to look at one verse from the end of chapter 3 of 1 John. We looked at the end of 1 John 3 and the beginning of 1 John 4 this past Sunday, and we talked about counterfeits, how that there's counterfeit Christians out there and there's also counterfeit spirits out there seeking to distract and to deter true Christians. But I looked at this one verse a little bit and reflected on this, and I want to look at this idea between the relationship between joy and love. I thought about this for a minute as an illustration uh, leading up to this podcast. What are the best combinations in the world? If you had to make a list of the best combinations you can think of in any realm, in any aspect, what would they be? Uh, I started thinking of what the world might say, things like uh, PBJ, peanut butter and jelly, right? That would be one of the best combinations of all time. PBJ just goes so well together. It's a classic combo. Um, Maybe one that's overtaken PBJ lately is peanut butter and chocolate. That seems to be a really good combo that everybody seems to go with these days. As far as candy and desserts, peanut butter and chocolate is just a really good combination. Probably better than PBJ, if I'm honest. Here's another good combo, bacon and eggs. Or you might even just say bacon and anything. People love bacon today. Bacon and eggs is another classic combo. Um, One I thought of was movie and popcorn. You know, those things just go together. You're watching a movie, you just got to have some popcorn. Got to be munching on some popcorn. Just another classic combination. Mac and cheese, that's another classic combination. My kids love mac and cheese. That's their favorite meal. Um, Burger and fries, that's more up my alley. That's another classic combination here in America. You got to have a burger and you got to have fries to go with that burger. A lot of these combinations are food. Uh, But here's a couple that aren't food. These are characters. Uh, Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin, I grew up watching those two guys. That's a classic combination. Tom and Jerry are another two, even though those two hated each other. Uh, Those two always go together. Uh, Mario and Luigi, again, from my childhood. Those are just two classic combinations, Tom and Jerry and Mario and Luigi, that I grew up in, grew up with, and um, just classic combinations. But then I thought of my own combinations. If I had made my own list, what would my classic combinations be? Um, It's Christmas time, or at least it's close to it. We're nearing December. So one of the first combinations I thought of were Christmas and a fresh snowfall. I think that's a great combination. In fact, it doesn't happen that often. I told Janine we get like a white Christmas, like one every four to five Christmases. So it's kind of rare. But Christmas with a fresh snowfall is just a great combination in my book. I like winter. I like snow. So that's a really good combination. Another one, a little bit more specific outside the box, is bad weather outside, but a cozy fire or blanket inside, right? That's just a classic combination to know that it's kind of miserable and cold and um, outside, but you're inside, you're warm and you're cozy. That's just a good combination. Those things just go really well together. Here's another one I thought of that is very specific to me is um, I like this idea of having a cold face, but a warm body. And here's here's the way I explain that. Uh, I sleep with a fan and at night I love having the fan right on my face, even in the winter. And the rest of my body buried in big old blankets. I just think that's a really good combination. I also experienced once sitting in a hot tub in winter, and it was the very same thing. My body was warm and my face was cold. I don't know what it was. It was just a really good combination. It's one I want to replicate and duplicate a lot. Um, As far as food goes, I like coffee. 
really coffee and apple pie would probably be the best combination I can think of as far as food goes. Uh, give me a cup of coffee and some apple pie. I'm a happy camper. Here's a couple more specific to my family. Is you know it's Christmas time, so again I thought of Christmas. What's a good combination with Christmas? Well, it's Christmas and children. I think. I think Christmas is just one of the best things there is. But you team it with the joy of child, uh, children, and kids. I just think it's the best thing. Uh, it's just a really fun thing to experience. We have young children, and our children around Christmas time are just thrilled. They love Christmas, of course, and the you know opening of presents and things like that. So Christmas and kids is another really good combination. And then two of my favorite combinations of all time are myself and my wife, me and Janine. I think we are a really, really good combination. <laughs> my favorite combination, actually. Uh, but right behind that would be my identical twin sons, Titus and Levi. Those two guys are just best buddies. They're always together. They sleep together because they want to. Um, just a really good combination. But again, going to the text, I want to talk about what perhaps might be the best combination of all time, at least one of them. And it kind of comes up in Scripture a lot, and it definitely comes up here in 1 John chapter 3, if you're paying attention. I'm going to read a verse, and then I'm going to backtrack to the verse before it. Uh, the verse is 19 of 1 John chapter 3. This is what John says. He says, By this we shall know that we are of the truth, and reassure our heart before him. And you may not look and see the classic combination there right from the surface, but if you think about it for a moment, you can get there. By this, we shall know we are of the truth and reassure our heart before him. And the verse he's mentioning is, is the verse right before that. When he says, by this, he's referring to something. And it's not just the verse before, it's, it's the several verses before, but I'm going to read verse 18. He says, little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and truth. And then now if we read in verse 19, it makes a little bit more sense. By this we shall know that we are of the truth and reassure our heart before him. And I wonder if you can see the combination in there between love and joy. Love and joy is a classic combination all throughout Scripture. That as soon as you have love, joy is right next to it at all times. And as soon as you have joy, love is right next to it at all times. And here it says... We shall know the truth and reassure our heart before him. And I can't help but think of joy when I hear that phrase. Reassure our heart before him. That is a very joyful thing to know that we belong to God. That God is our Father. That Christ is our Savior. That we are headed the right way. That we would have confidence to stand before God on the last day. Isn't that a joyful thing to know? And John says the way that you have that reassurance and that joy is by this. That's exactly how he starts the verse, by this. And again, he's referring to the several verses before this where he talks about loving one another. And it's almost like love and joy are synonymous. They're the same. They're so interwoven that to have one is to have the other and to lose one is to lose the other. Because he says, this is how you have the assurance. This is how you get that joy is by loving one another. And if John 15, one of my favorite verses and passages in the entire scripture, Jesus says the very same thing. He says in verse 11 of John 15, listen to the language, these things I have spoken to you, very similar to what John says, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Obviously joy comes up there from the, from the Lord Jesus Christ. But remember, he's talking about something 
And he says in verse 11, these things I have spoken to you. Well, what is he talking about? Well, if you read before that, he's talking about keeping his commandments. Keeping his commandments is what brings you God's and Christ's joy. And the verse right after that, verse 12, he says, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. So really, the entire thing Jesus is talking about is love. Love. Loving one another, keeping the commandments of Jesus Christ are the exact same thing. When you love, you keep the commandments. When you keep the commandments, you love one another. And by doing so, Jesus says, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and your joy may be full. Do you notice the relationship between love and joy? Do you notice the combination of two really good things that go together? In the Christian life growing up, I didn't understand this relationship, unfortunately. I understood that there were commandments. I understood there were things that we needed to do. In fact, I understood how important love was, I believe. But what I didn't understand is how closely connected joy and love were. And probably it was my fault that I didn't see it that way. But the way that I grew up in, in the Christian faith is that I saw Christianity as sort of a joy stealer. And the more that I grew up and noticed the things of the world, the more I thought that, is that the world has the things that are joy-giving, and Christianity has the things that are joy-stealing. So you want the world, but you should want Christianity. And it was a very interesting dilemma that I grew up with, going, yeah, Christianity is important. I should do this. I should want to do this, but I don't want to do this. I want to do these sets of things over here in the world because they're the ones that give the most joy. And then you try to train yourself going, okay, I, I'm supposed to say no to the joy-giving things and supposed to say yes to the hard, chore-like, work-like, joy-stealing things. But it wasn't until I grew up in the faith, till I grew up in my knowledge in Christianity, till I realized that actually the most joy resides in following Christ. And I know that's easy to take my word for it and say, sure, Todd, you're a pastor. You have to say it that way. But that really was my experience because around age 26, I had what you would call an Ebenezer Scrooge type of moment where my life came forefront to my face and I had to, I had to face my conse the consequences of my decision and my, my choices all throughout my life. And it was really a horrible time to realize that I had lived my entire life selfishly. But God, of course, wasn't doing that as the end game. God was doing that to wake me up, similar to what happens in uh, the Christmas Carol with Ebenezer Scrooge. He was sent the spirits in order to wake up. And God specifically sent me this message so that I would wake up. And so that I would do the right things. I would live the right way. I would do what pleases God. That certainly was the reason. But hidden in there that I did not see, until I, until I dove in and discovered it, was that joy was waiting there for me. Joy unlike I'd ever experienced before. And I was a guy who wanted joy. I think every single person in the Christian life, excuse me, in the world, wants joy. Every single person probably today is chasing joy in some aspect. Or they're doing their work in order that they can get joy because of working. And everybody wants joy. And I wanted joy. I was chasing joy. I thought... Joy was in relationships and in sports and in pleasures and in comforts and in possessions. And so I went after those things. And yeah, I felt guilty about going after those things because I thought a true Christian would say no to the joy-giving things. 
and follow Christ instead. And there is that aspect in Scripture. We are supposed to pick up our cross and lay down our lives, and we are supposed to choose the harder path, the narrow path that leads to life, but it is not void of joy. On the contrary, it has the most joy. And that's really what John and Jesus are trying to unlock for us, is that when you and I seek to love one another, our love, excuse me, our hearts and our souls are flooded with joy. And once I started to walk in love, I started to experience that and go, wow, there really is nothing else like this. That although living selfishly and living for your desires gives you a temporary happiness, it's not real joy because it doesn't last and there's guilt involved in that. And that's not real joy. Joy and guilt are not a good combo. But joy and love are because when you have joy from loving, there's reassurance and there's happiness and there's joy and there's contentment and there's security. Some really, really good and strong things come with loving one another. And once I really started to experience that, I started to notice that what I was chasing in the early part of my life was not the things of joy. They were actually the things that steal joy. Because as soon as as you sink your teeth into the things of the world, you start to lose the things of Christ. And losing the things of Christ is all about losing joy. Because the world did not invent joy. God invented joy. God invented the sensation of of joy, the feeling of joy, the contentment feeling inside our heart and souls. The world didn't invent that. The world is trying to duplicate it and replicate it with their own stuff, but they don't actually have the things that give joy. God does. And John wants us to know that when we keep in step with the commandments of God, which are all wrapped up in loving one another, we actually receive incredible joy from that. And it says in the later part of the book of Acts, it says this phrase, it is more blessed to give than to receive. I wonder if we believe that. Growing up, I didn't believe that. I thought it was way more blessed to receive than to give. Um, really, that's the reason I loved Christmas so much, is that I, didn't, I wasn't excited about getting my parents' presents or my sister's and my brother's presents. I was excited about me getting presents because I thought it was more blessed to receive than to give. But once I've trained my mind and I understand the things of God more, I understand it is more blessed to give than to receive. Because when I receive, I, it's selfish. Not always, but the feeling that I get from the joy of receiving something and, and just wanting to soak up treasures and pleasures of this world is a very selfish thing. But when I give, it's selfless. It's Christ-like. It's God-like. And it's joy-giving. And so I want us to think about that this season, this, this very day, is what are we living for? Are we living for the things that give us joy, that we think are the things of this world, or are those things actually the things stealing our joy today? Whereas we need to live for the things that God has taught us, the things about love, the things about loving one another. And again, it's easy to take my word for that, but I want you to go out and try it. I want you to go out and try giving away your life, living for the needs of those around you. And although I know it's not a Christian movie, I keep bringing up the movie The Christmas Carol because Scrooge, at the end of his life, finds joy for the first time in a long, long time. Because Scrooge realizes he can take what he's been given and he can bless others with it. And to help the Cratchit family, to help the poor, and to give to the needy, gives Scrooge an enormous amount of joy. 
And that's really what it is in the Christian life, is when you start to experience loving one another, joy floods your soul and floods your heart, and you start to realize something for the first time. I was chasing the wrong things. I thought they were in the world. I thought they were relationships and money and possessions and good feelings and comforts. And so I chased those things thinking if I get those things, I will be the most joyful person out there. But I was actually a miserable person. I had a lot of those things. I experienced a lot of those things and I was still miserable. So what was the secret? Did I just not have the very best examples of those things? Did I need to get go better versions of those things? Or did I actually, was I chasing the wrong types of things? And I think I, I was. What I actually needed was the things of God. And so here I was at a 26-year-old man for the first time walking rightly and correctly according to the commandments of God and finding myself incredibly joyful over that. And I thought it was going to be the opposite. I thought as soon as I start following Jesus Christ, life is going to get worse and harder and my joy is going to go away and I'm just going to be doom and gloom you know, for the rest of my life and just hope that one day it'll all come back to me and you know, in eternity I'll finally have a little bit of joy. But when you live for the things of Christ, a lot of it is not temporary gratifications. I need to clarify that. You don't get a lot of temporary gratifications, but what you do have is true joy rooted in the things that matter to God, and you also have true joy because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. And that joy is permanent and eternal, unlike the things of the world. The things of the world, as soon as you get the thing that you think is going to give joy, it depreciates, and you have to go keep filling that feeling. But when you get the things of Christ, you get permanent joy. And John and Jesus are trying to convince us of that, today, that by chasing love, loving one another, selfless love, sacrificial love, we are also chasing our joy. Actually, it's not even our joy. It's Christ's joy that comes to us. And again, I, I want you to, if you're not doing that today, I want you to go taste and see and find that it's a reality. Because once you start giving your life away and loving one another and, and sacrificially blessing other people, you're never going back to the world because the world has the poor man's joy and Christ has the real joy. So I pray that you'll think about this. Joy is a part of the Christian life. It's also part of the Christmas season. It's in all of the carols, it seems like. Tidings of comfort and joy. Love and joy come to you. Love and joy are such a good combination. They're the best combination. They're, they're so interwoven. To have one is to have the other. And I want you to experience Christ's type of joy. And you can by obeying him and loving one another. I pray that you'll listen to that today and try it and sample of that and give your life away so that you might have the joy that transcends this world. Blessings to you. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.